Florida's governor has taken another swing at Disney, threatening to build a prison next to the theme park. I'm not sure about that. That story coming up. Also ahead. We have deep concerns, of course, about the overall security environment. The pitched battles across Sudan, pitting government troops against the paramilitary outfit known as the Rapid Support Forces, RSF, is continuing the threat of spiraling into a wider civil war. I think it says a lot about the Conservative Party of Canada. Canada's public broadcaster rated 69% government funded by Twitter and Justin Trudeau isn't happy. Technology giant Hikvision is denying it's engaging in espionage on behalf of the Chinese government. Plus, scenes of chaos at the World Snooker Championship as a protester jumps onto the table. Now, from our headquarters at Ticker Park to the world, this is Ticker News. Hello to our viewers right around the world, I'm William Howard. Also coming up, the surprising rebound of China's economy. But first, a US diplomatic envoy has been attacked as protests continue in Sudan. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken says nobody was injured, but the ongoing action is both reckless and irresponsible. We have deep concerns, of course, about the overall security environment as it affects civilians, uh, as it affects diplomats, as it affects aid workers. World Food Program had to suspend its operations. Three of its people were killed. That uh, potentially has terrible consequences for the Sudanese people who are in desperate need of the assistance provided by the World Food Program. That only underscores the imperative of getting uh, a ceasefire and putting Sudan back on the track that it was on, which was talks and negotiations uh, toward uh, the restoration uh, of a civilian-led uh, uh, led government. Sudan has been gripped for days by deadly fighting between rival groups. This follows reports the EU's ambassador in Sudan was assaulted at his home in the capital. Around 185 people have been killed and more than 1,800 injured. Matthew Laratonda continues our coverage. The pitched battles across Sudan, pitting government troops against the paramilitary outfit known as the Rapid Support Forces, RSF, is continuing the threat of spiraling into a wider civil war. Scores of civilians have been killed and hundreds injured, according to a doctor's union. These scenes are from Khartoum International Airport. Come fast, come fast. And on the streets of the city, Civilians are describing scenes of chaos as they struggle to source even basic necessities, such as water or medicine. The UN World Food Program says it's been forced to halt operations in several areas, and three employees were killed. This is an Indian travel blogger, Maheen S. Me and my friend trapped in the road because army has started taking over many roads ahead and they are checking all the vehicles when we tried to cross to our place they started raising the gun then we ran away see army is there all the water all milk everything is empty here on the refrigerator wow. see everything is colors nothing left food stock is not available RSF soldiers seen here, they're saying God is the greatest and that they've destroyed the Sudanese army at the airport 
who they call mercenaries, including its leaders. Both sides say they've made gains against the other. Reuters has verified videos showing them in some locations, but can't verify claims of their successes. URSF is a former militia that was due to merge with the army and whose leaders shared power ruling the country in a military council. Both were due to release their power as the country transitioned toward a civilian democracy. Friction over that integration has brewed for months, but it's not clear who shot first. The RSF says the army tried to seize full control in a plot. The army accuses the RSF of mobilizing its forces illegally and moving on strategic sites. The future of Sudan's democracy is, once again, uncertain. Canada's PM Justin Trudeau had some strong words to say about Twitter today. The social media giant has moved to label the country's public broadcaster as 69% government funded. Trudeau is accusing his main political rival of enlisting the help of tech executives in an attempt to get the network defunded. Conservative opposition leader Pierre Polivet reached out to Elon Musk last week asking to label the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation as government funded. When Musk agreed, the broadcaster said it will be pausing activities on the social network. Trudeau has also responded and the PM isn't happy. I think it says a lot about the Conservative Party of Canada. That they're choosing to constantly attack independent media organizations, journalists who are working hard to keep Canadians informed and support our democracies. CBC Radio-Canada uh, serves right across the country, delivers local news and local content in many regions of the country that, yes, has been challenged over the past years, but the idea of adding to that challenges and laying on by attacking this Canadian institution, attacking the culture and local content that is so important to so many Canadians, uh, really indicates uh, the values and the approach that Mr. Polyev is putting forward. As reports of Chinese surveillance on foreign soil continue to make news headlines, technology giant Hikvision is denying it's engaging in the practice. This follows allegations of Chinese espionage appearing in the recent Pentagon data leak. Hikvision is denying the products it sold to the US government are being used for spying. But the company stopped short of answering questions on whether it partners with Chinese intelligence agencies. The company is the world's largest surveillance camera maker and has known links to Beijing. In a leaked US government document, Hikvision is described as partnering with Chinese intelligence entities and using relationships with resellers to disguise its products for sale to government suppliers. Meanwhile, China's economy is bouncing back. The country's economy grew faster than expected in the first three months of the year as residents emerged from tough COVID restrictions. When compared to the same period 12 months ago, gross domestic product was up 4.5%. This has been largely driven by a boost in household spending and rising factory activity. Beijing previously promised it would supercharge the world's second largest economy when it lifted coronavirus measures back in December. Real retail sales are also up. They jumped by 10.6% when compared to a year earlier.
There is also hope for the country's airline industry. Data shows more than 45 million air passenger trips were taken just last month. Scenes of chaos at the Crucible Theatre's World Snooker Championship today as a protester interrupted a match and jumped onto a table. I don't quite know what that was for. Two protesters stopped matches with only one managing to actually get onto the table and then scatter orange powder. This man shouted, oil and gas will kill us as the audience yelled at him to get off. They are part of the group Just Stop Oil and staged their demonstration shortly after play began. Both were taken away by security, but play was stopped and the mess was cleaned up. Play resumed in one match about 45 minutes later, but the table covered in orange dust will need to be reclocked overnight. Former world champion Stephen Hendry was commentating for the BBC and said it was a scary incident. Basketball Australia has rejected a transgender athlete from joining the competition. Lexi Rogers' application to join the Women's Semi-Professional Basketball League has been denied. In a statement, Basketball Australia says a panel convened by the governing body had determined that Rogers is ineligible to play. Stay with us right here on Ticker News. Plenty more updates coming up in just a moment. You're watching Ticker News. More news is just minutes away.